0: How is God at work in the world? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian Dombozic, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. How are you doing today, Aaron? Oh, I'm all right. I'm
1: uh, looking forward to talking through another big concept with you today and uh, seeing how it, um, you know, how it connects us to Jesus and the gospel and changes how we live.
0: That's such a great, broad Answer catch all answer. You know,
1: for... I felt like I needed a catch all today. That, so well, that works. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, but uh, you know, today.
0: Well, you, yeah, yeah. You, we're just talking about God's providence—a little, you know, another one of those little things. You no, know, it's
1: just little. It's fine. It's easy to
0: understand. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Wait, actually, it's not that hard, but it has some implications.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little b- it's, it's a little more challenging than 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 we often think. It's one of those doctrines that we take for granted very yeah. often. And, um, you know, I mean, as we, as you asked at the beginning of this episode, you know, how is God at work in the world? I mean, that question in itself assumes another question, which is, is God at yeah, work in the world? Yeah, that he is. Exactly. Um, and I mean... Um, and and of his course, imminence is the doctrine that would say yes, he is right because of his nearness. It's yeah. like if God is intimately involved with the world, that means He's at work in it, and so this is more a practical outworking of um, of that other doctrine.
0: Yes, <laughs> um, which it, is which is kind of cool, and it's tied to His sovereignty. It is. I think a it lot is. of people they they don't understand the difference between God being sovereign and His providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, sovereignty is His authority. Yeah, But let's read what what providence is. So what does this doctrine say?
1: Sure. Um, So uh, providence refers to God's continuing work and involvement in his creation. This includes, in various degrees, God's preservation of the created order, his governance and care for his people um, as well. Christians believe the world and even the cosmos itself is contingent upon God, incapable of existing apart from him. Christians also believe in God's personal and direct intervention in the world as opposed to a hands-off approach um, toward creation uh, that affects not only the natural order but also the individuals and events within human history. So this is why we're saying kind of more complex than, yeah. than ju- even just saying um, this is how God works in the world primarily. Um, But that is what this doctrine is about. It is about it is about the way in which God is primarily at work, his so-called ordinary means of working in the world. And so it's his preserving work, his his governance and his provision for all of the world. All of these things equal his providence
0: yes so this is where we would say we are not deists.
1: correct at a minimum at a minimum this is the doctrine that separates us from deists because yes. deists believe there's a god who created everything and then he is very hands-off yes
0: so he he kind of the the example i've heard or the analogy it's like he wound up a clock and, and then back away from it let it go yeah, yeah. So God's providence speaks directly against that. This doctrine Correct. says, no, 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 he is not hands off. He is active. He's involved. Mm-hmm. So let's, as always, let's look at a few places in scripture where we see this so that mm-hmm. we once again can see this is not something that we have made up. Yeah. Uh, this is rooted in scripture. So wh- where is one place that you can think of?
1: Yeah. Well, um, one of those is uh, Colossians one seventeen, which uh, says that he is before all things and by him all things hold together. Um, along with that, you also have... Uh, the beginning of John's gospel as well, where um, where John wrote that everything that has been made was made through the word who is Jesus and not anything that has been made was not made by him. Yes. (laughs) So um, so kind of important. Um, Another place that we have is Esther. Um, That entire book actually is an example of God's providence without uh, really addressing him. Exactly, because that's one of the neat things is, is in the book of Esther. God never, never is mentioned by name. He doesn't speak, He doesn't speak. He doesn't He doesn't overtly act in a way that we can see where the where the storyteller of the book, of this true story of what actually happened, um, again, story does not equal fiction. yes, but then the author of that of, of that book, doesn't reference God even once, and yet God is all over that
0: book. And and it's apparent. Yeah. And, and I wonder did did the writer, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit, do that on purpose? It's it's yeah. almost like this is so obvious I don't have to state it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would I would lean toward yeah. yes on that. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and say, man, you will every step of that way. Oh, it just ha- this just happened. Oh, this just oh, yes. that's another coincidence. Yeah. The likelihood of it being all coincidental takes more faith than believing in god <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's almost it's it's two on the nose i think the writer said i i don't have to say, it's so obvious yes god's hand yes. is all over this he's the one bringing all this to pass yeah and
1: i mean you know how you have that uh, that famous line that i'm going to paraphrase but you know the um you know who knows perhaps you've been placed here for a time such as this so, and who would have placed
0: her there well you know <laughs> exactly um,
1: there you go so yeah, give me another one.
0: Yeah, another one is, is Hebrews one three. It's kind of the same vein as the mm-hmm. Colossians passage going back to that one. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, and here it is, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Mm. And then after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Another is uh Genesis eight, twenty-one and twenty-two, where uh, God is uh, saying that he has received this this aroma of the offering, the mm-hmm. sacrifice. And uh, because of this, um, that he knows he will never again strike down every living thing, every living creature. So this is, of course, after the flood Mm -hmm. and Noah performs the sacrifice. Uh, God then says, I will not destroy all the earth like I just did again. Yeah. That assumes God has, one, sovereignty over creation. And two, that he works providentially among creation as he just did. Right. Right.
1: And um, you see in... Um, in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, you see, you see Jesus talk about how it's God who makes, makes it rain on yes. the, the sunshine and the rains fall on, on the, the righteous just, and the unrighteous. And, yes, yeah. exactly.
0: On both of them alike. So providence is actually a good inroads of evangelism. Absolutely.
1: It's like, well, who made it, who made the sunshine? Exactly.
0: Yeah. How did that food grow? I mean, how right. did it, you know, how did the wheat grow?
1: Right. I mean, the fact that you can make coffee out of beans. Oh, there is a God, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, not Tim Hortons coffee. That, that's <laughs> that's evidence of the fall.
0: Now I've but, had Tim Hortons you know, coffee and it was okay. The donuts, I'm not
1: impressed. Well, that's at, because at all. they're
0: made in a factory.
1: That's also Are they, it's kind of like evidence, Dunkin' Donuts. That's also evidence of a, of the fall. They're made yeah. in a factory.
0: They're frozen and then they're sent to restaurants to Parbake. So if anybody lives anywhere near Lexington, Kentucky, within I would say a four or five hour drive. Mm-hmm spaulding's bakery in lexington kentucky makes the best donuts in the world
1: you know we're going to be driving into kentucky in about two months do we need to take a really long detour it is
0: worth it okay anybody from from lexington who's had spaulding's reach out to us you know if anyone
1: wants to uh ship those to us same day send them to one lifeway plaza nashville tennessee
0: they're so good three seven two three four Yes. So God is is good and he works providentially to give us the wisdom and the ingredients to make Spalding's Donuts and other delicious donuts. <laughs> that, that's a yes. sermon right there. I there preach it. You, that's some preaching right there. All right. You cannot wear skinny britches. Besides, no, No. I'm not wearing that. So beside us really starting to come really close to some possible heresy and so (laughs) forth in in our discussion right now, what other cautions might we have with this doctrine?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, There are so many cautions, but um, one of those is this question is, is the age old question that pops up again and again and again. And, and I really respect this. I really respect when people wrestle with this. Yes. And so I don't want to sound like I'm minimizing it, um, but it is the question of um, God's, you know, God's commands, God's work in the world, His providence, and human responsibility. And what we need to understand about these two things is, and we'll talk about this more actually next next week when we when we go through our next um, next big truth. Um, which is the relationship between providence and prayer? Um, yeah. What we need to know is is that there is a tension from a human perspective, but that's the thing. It's because we are linear. We are linear beings, um, and the truth of how God works works on another dimension entirely, yeah. one that we can't properly understand, um, and so. We need to recognize the fact that providence does not negate human responsibility, nor does it negate human choice. The things we do are the things we yes. want to do, yep. And somehow they also end up happening to be the things that God wants to have happen. E- exactly. You know, in um, in a very particular sense. So um, we, you you mentioned this at the beginning. Um, you know, sovereignty. Is, is kind of the key issue. Sovereignty is, is all about God's authority. God is in authority. Mm-hmm. He is the authority because he made everything. Because he made everything. He has the absolute right to say whatever he wants about it and to make it do whatever he wants. Yeah. And no one can tell him that he's wrong.
0: Well, um, you can. You'd just be well, wrong. In yes, telling but they him would that.
1: be wrong. But providence... Is about how he works out that authority. Exactly. Remember, we've talked about it frequently throughout this episode. Just as his ordinary means of working through through the world, it's nat- the natural law is one of those those things. His, th- but his actual work of holding the world together yeah. <laughs> um, is is another one of those things. The fact that you are, you have ears that can hear this podcast right now. It's God who's holding those ears together. Right now. And he is saying all of the atoms that make up your body, those are all staying in place and not flying apart
0: because I want them to. Yeah. So you go down to that small level, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then you go out to another. So Esther, for example, she was where she was for that time Mm -hmm. because God put her there. Mm -hmm. But she acted to get there as well. Yes. So so there's the thing is we see this all through scripture. I mean – Providence is really yeah. what's in mind when Peter at Pentecost says, yeah. Hey, this Jesus guy, you killed yes. according to God's predetermined plan. Right. So we see sovereignty and providence in unity and yep. harmony yeah. with man's responsibility yeah. there. And that's the key. Not in I mean, it's attention from us, from God is unity and harmony. So this is what we just have to understand. Yes. We we don't want providence to say, all right, well, we're just the phrases often used were just robots, you know. Am- yeah, no, it is
1: not that at all. So, mm. no, yeah. we are not automatons. We 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 make choices that may, that matter. We're not and a ton
0: of toms. I'm not even one tom. Thank you. I said automatons. Oh. So the other thing <laughs> that I I think we need to keep in mind here as a concern, besides yes. my puns. Yes, my your puns jokes. are your puns are very concerning. They are. Yes, uh, my kids love them, even though they deny it. Mm. So here's the other thing, it, and it goes to God's providence does not include any responsibility for sin on God's part. That's right, and it's kind of an offshoot of what you're just talking about. Yeah, that's and this is, we've 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 talked about this as well. The problem of evil. Uh, we can't look at God's providence as who well, He does what He wants, and then right, say sins in the world. Therefore, he's responsible for it or he made me sin. Yeah. No, no, that no, that is not the case. God is not the author of sin. He is not one who motivates us to sin in no way, shape or form.
1: Yeah. And it's also the thing that he is not
0: capable of doing. Yes. Himself.
1: He can't sin.
0: Well, so. Yeah. One thing among it, he can do anything within his character or revealed will. Right. So he, well, lying would be a sin. He can't stop existing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You
1: gave a great example of um, you did give a great example of um, how those two things work when you mentioned when you mentioned P- Peter at Pentecost yes. in his sermon in in Acts two when he says this this Jesus who was um, you know who was you know handed over to you by the you know according to the the according to the plans of God you killed him
0: yep um, you so see that's this, sin
1: that's sin absolutely he's like. You did it,
0: but yeah, yeah. God wanted him dead. It pleased the Father for the Son to be crushed, right? But the sin of killing the Son was on right. the hands of those and who it was, did it, and us,
1: right? And in because they and we wanted him dead. Yes. Now um, you see that at a small again. You go down to the smaller degree. You see it again with um, with Judas, and so you see it in his betrayal at the at at the passover meal yeah. um and and just before um Jesus institutes the institutes um the lord's supper um and he's and he says that one of you is about to betray me um to the 12 and they're all around the room they're saying is it me? is it me? is it me? and um i mean you got to wonder about the tone of yeah. of it it's like are they like it's not me is it?
0: hope it's Peter. not me. Peter's like, oh, is it me again? And
1: Peter's probably am like, I gonna, am I, I've been uh, so mean, many times. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure Peter was like, no, not going to be me. <laughs> um, and I mean, you go through there. And just as a side note, what's interesting is, is that as they're all saying to Jesus, is it me? As we, as we think of, as, as he does this, Jesus doesn't say, oh no, it's not going to be you. It's not going to be you, it's not going to be you. Um but he does say, you know, the one who's going to betray me in the greatest sense of all is the one who's going to dip from from the cup that that's in that in my hand. One of the other gospels actually outright says, and then he handed it to Judas. And it's like and then he says, "Rabbi, is it is it me?" <laughs> and he says, "You have said so." And um then um and then later tells him, "Go and do what you, right. do you what set you, out to yeah. do." And that's the that's the wild thing. He had set upon, uh, he had set set upon this this path in his heart. He wanted to betray Jesus. He was looking for an opportunity to betray, to betray Jesus. Ultimately, because he did not worship Jesus. I mean, we see that we see in John's gospel that he was um, that he was a thief. He was stealing from their from the money bag for their ministry. Um and then he mock got offended when um you know when the very expensive perfume was was broken over Jesus and Jesus was anointed because it was a lot yeah. of money. Um it was all the money. Um and um and so when he says this could have been sold and given to the poor, what he really means is this could have been sold and I could have taken some exactly. of the cash. um and so after my commission. Yeah, after my cut, you know, 80%, 90, but I mean Judas worshiped money. Yep. You know, this is why Jesus warned that you can't serve both God and money or God and Mammon. Um you you will you will serve one over the other. You will love one and hate the other. Judas loved money and hated God. <laughs> and provident but and yet he was an integral part of God's plan to rescue and
0: redeem the yep. world. Yep, uh, you think, but of, still dead in his sin. Yeah. yeah, you just think of dominoes, of course, and dominoes that had to fall to bring us to the cross, and that was one important domino among yeah. many others. And again, that's the thing: that domino fell because it was God's plan for them to fall. But Judas chose everything. Yes, he, he wanted d- yeah. to do yeah. it,
1: and I mean, otherwise it wouldn't make sense. His remorse at when he realized what exactly he had done. Exactly. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense yep. unless it was
0: his choice. All right. So let's shift gears then. Let's talk about what difference this doctrine should make in our lives. What's one that you can think of, Aaron? Well, I mean, one of those things is, is
1: that really it should give us confidence and comfort in in life. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, I'd say great comfort um, is is maybe a uh, an even stronger way to say it. Because what it means is that God is in control. Yeah. I mean, and because we know that God is good. God is for his people. God is for God knows what's going to happen. Um, That means that um, when we see what's going on in the world, while we should have appropriate concerns, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, we don't we don't. Disengage from the world yep. and assume, well, you know, God's got this. Everything yep. is fine. righteous. Anger is, is appropriate. Yeah. Righteous anger, righteous sorrow. Yep. Um, you, if you feel like you are motivated to do something, you should do that. Yep. Um, you know, um, but it, what it means is, is that we don't need to ha- We don't need to feel anxiety about. Yes.
0: It. Um, we don't need to worry. Yeah. Um, so to yeah to me this is a comforting doctrine for some people. Um, I think for some people, when they rub shoulders with this, their initial response is they don't like it. Because, it again, what we just talked about, it feels like it's encroaching on their freedom. But once you really start to understand, no, this is not to the exclusion of my my will, Mm -hmm. as we just talked about, then it's a matter of, all right, putting that aside, man, good, all-powerful God is at work in my life, around me. That's comforting. The The other thing I think this should do is it should dovetailing on this again. It should it should cause us not to live carelessly, though. Yeah. And, and, and what, what I mean by that is, you know, we don't just say, all right, well, God's got it. He's in control. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. And and, you know, say, well, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to worry about sharing the gospel with my kids. God's got it. I'm not going to worry about, you know, earning money. God's got it. Right. You know, if I get fired from my job. So, you know, God's got it. He's provident. Right. Uh, I, I that of course is foolishness. Yeah, because God placed you in that
1: job so you can feed yeah. your family. Exactly. For example. So
0: we <laughs> and we want to strive to live in a way that makes much uh-huh. of God. Yeah. We want to bring him glory in in how we live out of gratitude and love and offer who he is, what he's done in our lives. Yeah. So the way we live matters. Again, we're going to talk about this next episode with prayer and Providence. Yes. You know, the question we're going to address is why pray? If, god, if God's if yeah. god got it, why pray? It's right. the same same kind of thinking. If God's got it, why should I make it? Why should I do anything? Why should I do anything? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. one, we're commanded. But two, because we need to engage and do what we've been called to do, understanding we have responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think that's a good place for us to wrap up today, Aaron. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.